Welcome to Faith, Family, and the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith, Family, and the Force is a podcast about just that. Our faith, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we talk about acts of service, our part four out of five of the Love Language series. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Brave Crates. Brave Crates is a monthly subscription box for wives and girlfriends while your significant other is deployed. In your crates, you'll get treats to treat yourself like spa favorites and yummy snacks. You'll get tools for growth like self-development books and journals. You'll get support for long-distance love with care package essentials, and you'll get pure fun with DIY crafts, games, jewelry, and more. So go to bravecrates.com and use discount code FAITHFAMILYFORCE, all lowercase, all one word. That's discount code FAITHFAMILYFORCE, and you'll get $5 off at checkout. What's going on, guys? So today... I feel like I do the same intro every single time. I mean, now you can't stop. I know, you just I can't have to stop, won't stop. So what are we talking about today? We're in part four of our love language series using the book, The Five Love Languages, Military mm. Edition. Military Edition. And today we're talking about acts of service. Yes. So in our last podcast, if you listen to the whole thing, I think we said it was physical touch was the next one we were going to talk about. Probably. But we were wrong. <laughs> it's acts of service. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Annabeth, where does acts of service fall in your hierarchy of love languages for you? It, I think it's up there. As I said last week, to me, acts of service is similar to gift giving or receiving gifts. Um, I think because someone's still like, doing something like taking the time to think and do something for you in that way right so I think it's like pretty up there for me yeah so one of the big differentiators that I noticed reading this chapter and like doing a little homework about it because believe it or not I'm prepared for today's episode um, was that the acts of service weren't necessarily done in the same like at the same time with the other person a lot of these were you did these when they weren't there such as like you mowed the grass or did the dishes and then they come came home and you were like hey Mm -hmm. it's done i did this because i love you right type thing so all the other love languages is pretty much you're doing something together together right quality time physical touch so on and so forth so this one's kind of interesting in that regards But it's also super cool because being in military spouses, right, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're not together. So this one is one of those things that um, is an easier love language to do, in my opinion, when you're apart. Mm. They give some okay examples at the end (laughs) to make it happen. I I kind of, I don't know, this one's kind of cool. Yes and no. Sure. Yeah. But for me, acts of service, it it like ranks up there pretty high, but it's heavily like if I'm going to do an act of service or you do an act of service for me, um, like words of affirmation or like chasing it really like helping right, it along, right. you know? So my question is, 
does he give a definition of acts of service? Because I would think, to me, there's a difference in doing just household chores. Right. And then doing an act of service for someone. Yeah. Because, like, both of us do the dishes, clean up the kitchen every night after dinner. Sometimes we both do it. Sometimes you do. Sometimes we do. But I don't think that you're like, when you do it, you're doing an act of service for me. I think that's just part of living in a house that just, it has to get done. Right. But to me, like an act of service would be like, hey, like, instead of you like washing and the sheets today and putting them back on the bed, I'm going to do that for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's just like a difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in the, in the chapter, the author goes through a couple of examples and like couples he's counseled and talked to and ultimately what it had boiled down to and like all these different relationships was the communication process of what is expected Mm -hmm. between each other right whether that's certain household chores or whatever the case is like one the particular example he uses uh the two couples are arguing over everything they can't agree on anything and it's because um when they were dating they were like (coughs) working on like using acts of service and everything and really intentional and then when they got married they both were like the guy was like well it should be like my parents' marriage, like, because that's the only right. marriage I saw. And so it kind of changed, which we literally could spend a whole new podcast talking about pre marriage and then marriage and like the change in expectations mm-hmm. and things like that. A whole podcast <laughs> or just an episode? A whole episode, which we say <laughs> on every episode of our podcast that we could talk about XYZ for a whole episode, anyways. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That was, it's kind of like the understanding that you're doing these things that are like requests and not demands that are communicated Mm -hmm. through, um, like to understand through expectations. Okay. It's a little, it's like, it's difficult. And I think that's what makes this love language. It depends on how you define it. Right. But if you were never to talk to your spouse about, hey, like you doing these acts, brings me love like fills my Mm -hmm. love tank if you will Mm -hmm. then you're kind of doing yourself a disservice right you know by not communicating it because it's back to that same like thing you can't read her mind and she can't read your mind right especially with acts of service yeah Uh, even more so it's like exacerbated yes sweet and i feel like we'll probably talk about this i'm sure it's in the chapter at some point but i think acts of service turns if that's one of your love languages it can turn into you just nagging the person to do stuff around the house yes <laughs> so that was kind of what i wanted to start with oh perfect was <laughs> the understanding uh, about loving someone with acts of service and the author talks a lot about that um how if you were to constantly ask me, Hey, can you do the dishes? Can you mow the grass? Can you do this? Can you mow the grass? It's like very much. So I understand you want me to do those things, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that that's a way for me to love you until you tell me like, Hey, you doing these things like 
brings me love and joy not just because like we should mow our grass and we (laughs) should do the dishes and stuff but there's like a little bit more to it yeah so i gotcha i gotcha okay so here's here's this was like the most profound thing in this chapter it's honestly this was one of the shorter chapters in his book Mm -hmm. and i think it's just because a lot of people don't have acts of service as their like top tier love language. Yeah. You know, they kind of, the other ones kind of are higher ranking, if you will. So this is, I'll read this right from the book. No one likes to be forced to do anything. In fact, love is always freely given. Love cannot be demanded. We can request things of each other, but we must never demand anything. Requests give direction to love, but demands stop the flow of love. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, to beat the dead horse that I've been talking about, like you, if acts of service are your love language, especially in a military relationship, you need to communicate specifically like that it's a request and not a demand mm-hmm. and that you're not nagging the other person to do these things, but yeah. it is indeed helpful for you. Yeah. I think this gets into like, you have to be careful cause it can get into weird territory of on the one hand, like, yes, asking your spouse to do these things but on the other hand remembering like this is a partnership and you can't expect your wife to do all the housework and all the laundry herself and you can't expect your husband to do like you know i don't know yeah take out the trash every single time (laughs) like whatever you know like so i think you have to be careful and manage your expectations on that of like yes showing acts of service but also remembering like you can't expect them to do everything like you're still in a marriage and you still both have to run your household together and take care of things together absolutely for sure and i it obviously as i said it boils down to that communication uh, specifically like communication is like an ocean right everyone's like you need to communicate you need to communicate but like you're just literally talking about an ocean at that point you need to narrow it down <laughs> to a lot smaller yeah. of a understanding about communicate about what mm-hmm. how do I do this mm-hmm. and <coughs> excuse me again guys and so that's just one of those um things to really be upfront and talk about like yeah and and things it's gonna change uh, yeah absolutely like depending on you know if you're just married you don't have kids or, you know, you do have kids or when your spouse is deployed or when you, you know, just all these different seasons and things going on in your life when you PCS or whatever, like it's going to change like your roles and what you're in charge of within your house and how you show acts of service. Like you have to not just communicate like once and be like okay we're good like right. you're this is your list this is my list like yeah. you need to continue continually communicate and showing like your needs and even just saying like hey i know i know i normally do our laundry every week but it'd be really nice for you to do it just once this week yeah that's and a, like that's a huge act of service one. to just take one one thing off their plate that they would normally do exactly so one of the dangers too and he doesn't directly mention it in this but especially if both couples are acts of service oriented in their love languages is keeping count 
and like mm-hmm. tallying like hey i did this so you should do this yes that, i think that's just a huge thing in marriage in absolutely general. <laughs> yeah i took out the trash today so why don't you do the dishes now it's like no like that yeah. stuff needs to get done anyways do it and right like the other person should if they're you know cognitive and observant they should notice that hey maybe i'm not pulling my weight right. enough around and you know that's a a whole nother episode once again yeah we could talk about really what you should keep count is trying to like out serve each other yeah like, you didn't have to take the trash out all week because i'm awesome and i wanted to do that for you yeah <laughs> and then you just need the words of affirmation that's literally yeah. like why i will do everything around the house just to have like annabeth be like good job i really appreciate that and i'm like yes i'll do this forever <laughs> and so you know it goes a long way with me yeah sweet so like I said, this chapter didn't have a whole lot of information. It was mostly like two stories, two couples the author talks about, and we pretty much covered everything in it. So you should still definitely go read it and just to hone your sense of where acts of service sits on your um, love language, like hierarchy yeah. there. But let's roll into some of the things you can do because this is like some application and some good things. Um, okay hit it okay this list is the if your spouse's love language is acts of service some things you can do so one make a list of all the requests your spouse has made of you over the past few weeks and select one of these each week to do it as an expression of love i think that's a good idea because one sometimes it could just be a lot and you can forget what your spouse said or you're like, I can't do all of this in a, you know, this week. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I can do one thing a week, that's very manageable. Yeah, what I like about that one in particular is there's a, a hundred things Annabeth has said. I'd really wish you'd do this for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely, I can do that. And then I never write it down or remember. Oh, yeah. So there's like a little helpful temp, tip there. Like write it down, like put yes. it somewhere so you can see it. Yes. The next one, ask your spouse, so kind of opposite, to make a list of 10 things he or she would like for you to do during the next month. Then ask your spouse to prioritize those by numbering them 1 to 10, with 1 being the most important, 10 being the least important. Use this list to plan your strategy for a month of love. Yeah, I bet that would be, like, so if I was to ask you to do that, I bet there would be some things on there that I'd be like, oh, I totally can do this in like 10 minutes. This one's done. Like yeah. I can do, you know, a lot. It would be things I could do quickly that I didn't know I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. And even just in general, making like a list yeah. for your husband to do some things is good. Right. Like you're going to forget. And if you're like us, you like to have things you can check off. Like, <laughs> hmm, done. Accomplished. Yeah. You know? So it's, it makes me like almost a little timid because it kind of, everything we've talked about is like kind of like a honey-do list or a chores right. or things like that. But like, I can't emphasize or stress this enough. It is specifically these things are, are the service, the acts that are going to help your significant other grow their love bank as right. he puts it in there, which I think, I can't believe I just now read that like love bank. That's cool. <laughs> but so it's important, even though it may seem nuanced or honeydew list or whatever the case is. Yeah. And I think even if this is not in your top one or two of love languages, like doing stuff like this can really help 
your marriage in general because acts of service is a huge part of marriage, yeah. even if it's not your most important love language. Absolutely. Like it is just everyday life. Like you are doing tons of chores and acts of service no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the next one is what one act of service has your spouse nagged about consistently? What we were talking about yeah. earlier. Why not decide to see the nag as a tag? Your spouse is tagging this as really important to him or her. If you choose to do it as an expression of love, it's worth more than a thousand roses. Yeah, I've always like, one, you're not a nagger. Like you very you. rarely <laughs> will be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Because if I don't do it after like two times, you, you just do it yourself. True. You know? Or I'm just like, whatever, or I don't care anymore. It, yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm tired of digging, Grandpa. Yeah. And, uh. So that's like one of the things that it's just so interesting to me because if you, I, can, I just can't imagine you like 10, 20 times telling me to do right. something. I finally would, but also I would just you be tired usually of just, it. If I ask you, you usually do it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I don't usually have to nag you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. We're so good at acts yeah. of service. <laughs> Woo, we got this figured out. <laughs> okay. The next one. Oh, the next part is the things you can do while deployed, like still yeah. showing acts of service. Um, the first one is he. There's more of these. We just didn't say them. Yeah, all. there's a there's a ton of these. So just get the book if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, service member, make sure your property or vehicles are in good working condition before you leave in order to make life easier while you are gone. <laughs> Um, I think this is so important, not just for like, if your spouse's love language is acts of service, like the last thing you want to happen is have your car break right after they leave or anything like in the house go wrong or whatever. And it probably will happen even if you like prepared it, like something will happen, but, um, just making sure everything's taken care of as much as you can before you leave. But then also adding on to this, um, if your spouse doesn't mow the yard or can't, like if she's pregnant or has small children and can't get, making sure you have someone that's coming over, like making sure sure that's taken care of or, hey, getting someone to change the oil on the car or just like different things like that. Um, that you would normally take care of setting up either paying someone or having a friend come over and do things like that um, would be great yeah I I can't stress that enough the like you should hopefully people in your squadron or your unit should be able to be over at your house to help you mow your grass or help you change or fix stuff or at least get you in contact with a handyman or mechanic or somebody who can do it properly. Um, or even saying, um, Hey, if something breaks suddenly or we have a leak or, you know, the house gets struck by lightning or whatever, call this person and they will like help you and figure out what to do. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that I had, I never thought about before my first appointment or just being away like I knew I know how to turn the water off to the house, but I could never like if something like that happened and Annabeth was here by herself, I'd be like and I couldn't tell her how to do it. Yeah, I, I'd be like, just call somebody, you know, call anyone like go to the neighbor's house. I guess they right. probably can figure it out. But 
so it's just weird like that kind of stuff you start to think about yeah um, and this can like i said this can pay dividends with acts of service by making things easier mm-hmm. for sure and then for the person at home i guess set up a goal list for the house and send before and after pictures to the service member so he or she can see your progress i think that's fun yeah and that can be even because i know a lot of spouses when their husbands get deployed um they just have some goals like some people are like oh i'm gonna run a 10k right or i'm gonna paint my house or whatever and that can be kind of just like something to look forward to and to keep you busy so doing stuff like painting your house or i don't know what else you could do around the house but you yeah know, yeah there's anything like that a lot of um spouses who are super handy and all mm-hmm. your joanna gains and stuff like that yeah. can make cool things happen so love that yeah Next, service member arrange for the, oh, we talked about this. Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Lawn to be cared for, the bills to be paid in your absence. Make sure the home front spouse has a list of numbers. We literally said all of that. Sorry. (laughs) I jumped ahead. No, you're good. (laughs) That kind of went with it. One of the things, too, I wanted to mention about this um, are power of attorneys, right? So if something comes up and your spouse needs to sell a car, get something from a bank or anything like that, like it can be difficult if you don't have certain power of attorneys and legal things set out. So before you deploy, I'm sure we talked about this on our deployment episodes, Mm -hmm. but make sure you're all squared away legally and paperwork with a will, a power of attorney and everything you need to. And you should get like all the information of how to do that and stuff before you deploy yeah, right they'll give you yeah, all the, your unit should all be things. able to at least point you in the right direction and give you smart and good suggestions yeah. with that kind of stuff okay i like this one you didn't put a star by it okay read I'm it that's to. fine service members surprise the spouse at home with some some maid service or arranged child care through a mutual friend so the home front spouse can get out yes that's such a good one because i think that's like a huge acts of service to me because it's not something that is needed. It's just like an extra surprise. Like, Hey, you don't have to clean the house this week or I'm going to like get your car detailed and make it super clean. Or I arranged for our friend to come watch Jude. Like you can go do whatever for right. two hours. Um, so I think that would be really sweet. Yeah, absolutely. One of the um, so one of the examples he talks about uh, in the chapter I wanted to bring up because uh, it just reminded me was that the the lady, the wife, she was deployed and the, her husband was at home with the kids and acts of service was her love language. So she was like, I don't care about all these like care packages and stuff you're sending mm-hmm. me like I don't like that's nice and everything, but it's not what like gives me love. And then finally, like the husband at home realized like, hey, like. She just wants me to like take care of the house and the family Mm -hmm. and do my job well here at the house. And she needs to see that. So he started like taking the kids out and sending her photos of them doing activities. And instead of, you know, spending money on care packages or whatever else, he'd save that money and then take them to like a water park or something. And she loved those photos a lot more. So that's like a kind of different act of service that I wanted to bring up. Cause like I said, we've been heavily focused on like chores and Mm -hmm. very tangible like activities, but that was just kind of a cool example. Yeah. I like that. This one, uh, kind of goes along with the one before of, 
getting childcare and surprising them. But if your spouse is ill, ill, ill or yeah. sick, <laughs> just say sick, email your friends. I don't know, email, I mean, I guess, or just like call text them or call. text them. Sure. <laughs> um, Friends near your home and alert them. Ask your church to bring meals to your home and make a run to the pharmacy, things like that. I think that's really good because when your spouse is sick, a huge acts of service is being there to take care of them. Yeah. And when you're gone, you can't do that. Um, so still like being able to take care of them in a way. And also I know when... I'm sick and Oliver's not here. I'm not really, probably not going to just go out of my way and ask people to come take care right. of me, you know? Um, so I think that's a good one. If yeah. That does happen. It's also, it, it's difficult because when you are here and I'm deployed or we're gone or whatever, I know it's hard for you to ask for help. It's mm-hmm. not that like you're probably, it's not as hard as for you, but like for a lot of people in general, it's really difficult to ask for help. Yeah. And so something you can do is as the a person deployed or gone, you can be like, I'm going to get help for you because I know you need it. You just aren't going to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge act of service. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then the last one, service member, record yourself reading stories to your children. This will not only be a service to your spouse who can sit back and let you take over your, uh, over <laughs> during part of the bedtime routine, but it will keep you present in your children's daily lives. I love this. Yeah, We've done we this. did that um, last deployment, and it was awesome. Yeah. I still, it's so funny now that I'm, I've been back home for a bit, and I read those same books that I read. Um, it just makes me happy knowing that like he still got to hear my voice and do all that stuff. And it was an easy way for after Annabeth read books and books and he's like, I want to keep reading, which is an amazing problem to have with your toddler. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was able to, she was like, here, look at these videos of dad for like seven minutes while, you know, mm-hmm. I take a break for a minute. So yeah, absolutely love it for sure. So acts of service. What do you think? It's a good one. I think it's the most complicated one. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, It's just, And I think the one that might be the lowest on most people's or like lower on most people's kind of chart or I don't know what you call that. Hierarchy. Yeah. Um, But even if it's your lowest, it's still like one of the things that's going to be done in your life the most because of yeah. just that's how life is. Yeah. And especially in marriage. And if you own a home, like yeah, between the two, like you're just constantly going to have to be doing uh, acts, whether it's around the house and for each other and you're a team. And so, yeah, I, I like that. It's, it's interesting to think of it that way. Yeah. So that was part four. What is part five? Can we get it right this Physical time? Physical touch. Physical touch. The only one we haven't done. Yes. I do have a question about okay. acts of service. Go, shoot, shoot. What is your like favorite acts, act of service that I do for you or have done for you in the past? Um, I really like it when you make me lunch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the only one on the top of my, my mind I can think of. Um, the, the stuff I, I enjoy, like the acts of service from you 
is anything that you like initiate with me without me having to tell you mm-hmm. you know what i mean whether yeah. i have communicated it in the past or am currently like that's see that's my issue is i don't want to have to tell you <laughs> right. to do stuff i just want you to be able to read my mind yeah. so which i'm working no, through it i know oliver loves when he comes home and the house is clean oh my gosh i don't expect it because we have a toddler yes and like that would be just <laughs> ridiculous but it definitely when i come like come home and there's not just a wreck and the, i can see the vacuum marks you know <laughs> yes. I, it and does it make me good. so happy yeah you're right i know i love that <laughs> i know <laughs> i like when i wasn't you, gonna ask you weren't gonna <laughs> I'm just ask kidding. oh my gosh um this is on the top of my head too but i really like when you make dinner <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I enjoy making dinner. I like making dinner sometimes too, but it's also really nice to not have to. Yeah. And when you clean up after two, I do that to, a lot. I know you usually yeah. do clean up after dinner, but it's so nice. Yeah, it's it's nice because when I've been with Jude all day, and then I can just like sit down and just let you make dinner, yeah. clean up, play with you. <laughs> <laughs> just i'm just gonna chill <laughs> no it's good for sure so we hope you guys enjoyed the acts of service stay tuned for parts five of parts five parts five part five of the love languages and we'll part be talking five part five what? get out of here all right physical <laughs> touch is next stay classy y'all